What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, Monday morning. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Saw some big, big things happening with the uh, Hobie Kentucky Lake uh, tournament, and uh, Virginia had a KBF event. I'm sorry, I can't remember. I think it's a Pontiac. I can't remember. I can't remember. But anyways, congrats to all the winners. Uh, hope everyone had a good time. Uh, I love the pictures and the stories. Make sure you guys tag me uh, so I know what's going on. And, uh, you know, if you've got something you want to talk about on the show, uh, you know, something happened or whatever, you just want to share your stories, uh, make sure you reach out to me and we can definitely make that happen. Um, not much going on with me this past weekend. I did have a, uh, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, Paddle and Finn uh, Spring Madness uh, bracket tournament that we've been doing for a few months now. Uh, was able to steal the victory away from Daniel Perry, who doesn't suck at fishing. Um, it was it was a tough it was a tough one. We uh, we fished the whole four hours, uh, going back and forth. I was able to get a good lead and I managed to keep it. So, but uh, man, it was fun. I love DP. Uh, make sure you check him out. Uh, the real down. Uh, he's always covering tournaments. Uh, does a better job than I do. So make sure you're following him. But uh, other than that, uh, the future I got a. Uh, Big week coming up next week, but it's just going to be fun fishing. No tournaments coming up until I think the twenty seventh, the Skinny Atlas, um, uh, which you know, I guess yeah, that would be that's going to be my next tournament. So uh, that's all I got going on, guys. So we'll just jump right into this thing. We'll thank my supporters: uh, Outdoorsman Coffee, uh, David Cruz, fellow veteran, fellow kayak angler. You know, if, if you've got to get ca- if you got to get some caffeine, make sure you get it from him. Uh, use Dark Waters fifteen and get yourself a discount. Uh, great coffee. I, I, I drink it every morning. Um, Exxon Lures, my favorite plastics, uh, I swear by them. Um, but if you're in the need for plastics, make sure you check them out. Follow them on Instagram, uh, check and just see what they got and they might have what you need. So use capital D, capital W 15 to get yourself a discount from there as well. But, uh, other than that, we'll jump right into this. Uh, my next guest is, uh, Scott Reynolds, good friend of mine. Uh, he's a fishing buddy, a beer drinking buddy. And, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time on the water together, so it was cool to have him on. Uh, he just recently won Otisco Lake uh fishing uh smallmouth beds uh real cool guy man real patient uh skilled angler and um, i'm lucky to have him uh you know helping me navigate through this world of uh, kayak angling but uh yeah anyways uh it was cool to have him on here we had some technical difficulties we're still trying to figure out my microphone uh as far as which one i want to use which has a better sound quality and then we had some like uh i think service issues going in and going out but uh, i think for the most part it was good to go uh hope you guys enjoy it my friend Scott Reynolds, make sure you follow him, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao. All right, Scott, you're on the dark waters. How are you doing? Good. Yourself? Good, good. Uh, well, you're my friend, uh, my fishing buddy, but no one else really knows who you are. So uh, you got to introduce yourself, just kind of who you are, what you do, you know, what's going on in your life right now. Uh, 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 as you said, my name's Scott Reynolds. Uh, married, good wife, two kids, two boys, five-month-old year. Half a, almost two year old now. Uh, if I'm not working for the state, I'm on the water fishing with either Josh, Justin, or <laughs> whoever wants to go. Oh, now, what, what do you do for the state? I, uh, I, I don't. I don't like your job. I hate your job. Um, 
like gets in the way of our fishing, gets in the way of our beer drinking. I didn't see you for the whole winter. Um, I don't have very many friends up here, so I really don't like what you do for a living. But what do you do? Uh, I'm in a bridge maintenance, so I fix bridges. I'm a DOT welder. So mainly do steel repairs on the bridges all around here. In the winters, between November and March, all we do is plow. So work pretty much 7-12s in the winters. That's why you never see me on the water early. Man, that's, that's got to be rough. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of hard with two new kids. And my wife's a nurse to upstate covid patients now so that's not even better <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy all right well it's a fishing podcast so how did you start fishing and how did you end up in a kayak dude oh yeah, i started finishing fishing young like everybody else around and uh and ended up in a kayak sick of being on the shore and just seeing oh i got a like three bars here. Well, I don't know. Uh, anyways, you're talking about how you got into a kayak. Yeah, I was pretty much just uh, fishing from shore mostly, and I was sick of fishing offshore, being jealous of everybody else on boats, and I wanted to get out on the water and just go to where the fish were, not where I was. How, how long have you been doing it? Uh, I've been. I've had a kayak for. I seven eight years now. I uh, started out with like a cheapo two hundred dollar Dick Pelican, which you know got me off the shore, got me on some fish, and uh, couldn't sit more than three four hours in that, and wanted to upgrade. So at uh, Ascend FS one twenty eight T from Bass Pro. That was a little bit better, but not like what I got now is Jackson Kusa HD, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst guy I could be in. Um, but did you, uh, I mean, how long have you been like uh, involved with like the New York KBF? Because seven, eight years is a long time. And I mean, the sport it probably wasn't even a sport eight years ago, or at least not what it is now. Uh, I think I've been with them for almost five years now. And back when I started, there was probably 10 to 15 people every tournament average. 20 people was a lot of people in one of our tournaments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a little, it was a lot easier then. Yeah. I about to say, like, now it's like, it's 60 something people. Uh, and a lot of them are really good at fishing. Or at least, you know, all the guys that we fish against, like, a lot of them are, are pretty good. Yeah. There's at least, you know, there's at least 50 to, at an event, even the even the not so good spots, there's a lot of people, and you know during the winter you see all all these new people coming on, like oh great, more people I got to fish against and try to beat. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's tough now. It's like almost like you know I, I know, like this year we, we both kind of change like like we take pre fishing a little bit more serious than we did uh, last year um, because there, there are a lot of guys out there just like covering water and eliminate water and like I mean. It's tough to win now. It's tough to like. I mean, there's been tournaments here like last year at Otisco Lake where I any other tournament would have had a uh, a winning bag and I came in thirteenth place. You know. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Otisco. I took a little. You know, it's our second live actual live tournament, but 
uh, I knew I was going to do pretty good there. I mean, I fished with you a little bit there and, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta pre-fish these ones now. I mean, there's so many people, you know, at least a week at a time, there's yeah. a handful of people out there every day just trying to figure something out. And if you don't go pre-fish it, you, I don't know, you might get lucky, but your chances are very slim to do well. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, so how, you know, you've been doing it for, you know, four or five years now. Um, How much has it changed as far as um, just, like, the sport in general? Like, what are some of the bigger things that you've seen, um, like, kind of evolve? I mean, like, it's – even even the last two, three years that I've been doing it, it's uh, it's changed a lot. Like, it's not just the number of people, but the uh, – I mean, everyone's got nice kayaks now. Everyone's got, like, I mean, I don't know if they take loans out to, uh, uh, you know, to customize them or whatever, but, like, it's – you know, it's – it's different and um you know a lot more people are hungry more competitive trying to make it a national championships and things like that like what are some of the biggest things that you've seen uh in, in the sport as far as changes goes uh some of the biggest ones i've seen are i mean the motors are crazy now um i remember yeah. when we first started they didn't have them they had pedals pedals were the big thing then and now you got motors and I'm still in a paddle kayak. I'm looking to go in a pedal. I'm still behind on the, that part. But uh, um, I mean, the rules have always been the same, which has been good. Um, just I think my point of view, just from being, I've been to the nationals before, and uh, you know, with the direction KBF's going with the. Uh, whole uh i don't know the elite series or whatever you want to call it i'm not yeah. a fan of it because i got in main reason i got into kayak fishing because i don't want to buy a seventy thousand dollar boat i don't have that money the fishing right right it's nice i see that kbf is going that direction and <clears throat> i mean it's good for them but we still got our local tournaments that are cheap and affordable for everybody yeah. Um, I think that's my biggest thing I don't like about it. Right. The fact that it might yeah. get too big and push some, a lot of people away from it. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like it's like especially when you look at um, like the the Hobie events and everything. Like, like it's getting it's towards like the uh, you know I'm not doing the Hobie events because they're two hundred forty dollar entry fees. I'm just not. Yeah. And it, and it's not. <laughs> just a fucking entry fee it's like uh it's the, now i gotta drive to that place now i got to find a place to stay and you know it, it ended up costing me over a thousand dollars to go do these tournaments and then you know i look at my wife and she's pissed but she wants to support <laughs> me but she's not she's not happy about that shit one bit so i mean like if, if it's something you could do that's fine but i i kind of feel you like where it's just like it, it sucks that it, you know like people always oh we want things to get bigger and bigger but they don't realize like what that really means and like you know yeah. people don't like you need people to do it when people can't afford to do it then it then like where did that money come from that you, that you think you're gonna win yeah that's the main reason i stuck with uh nykbf over a couple other chapters here is uh you know uh justin he's been amazing at running the tournaments and all the tournament directors have been really good uh the payouts are you can't beat the payouts in new york really um right the costs, the entry fees are lower than 
a couple of the other ones I know of. Um, there's more members. Everybody's friendly. There's really no arguing within the group. Um, yeah. I mean, they're shit. They're shit talking, but <laughs> yeah, I can think of a few people, but yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. It's a solid group, and I hope it keeps on going for a while and stays this the way it is and doesn't get. I mean, we can have more members, but. Eventually, we're going to run out of lakes in New York to fish. You know, Tisco as big as it was, and I'm pretty sure everybody saw a lot of people that day. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, like, a Tisco, I, I was excited about going back to this year, but uh, it did not do well for me. I had a horrible time. Um, I yeah, can I tried, imagine what you I went through. I, uh, <laughs> I was looking at the scoreboard, <laughs> and I was like, man, he, it must have, the wind must have picked up, and he's, he's stuck now. Well, I had a I had, had a horrible strategy because you know we, we found those fish that were bedding. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna spend the first two hours and I'm gonna catch all those bedded fish, and then I'll have a look. I'm like, and then it, I, I didn't, you know, for some reason I thought catching fish on beds was gonna be easy. I don't know why. I only caught like two the day before, um, so I don't know why I thought like catching bedded fish was gonna be easy, but it it wasn't. And then the wind came in. I was fishing blind. I didn't have a plan. I was panicking. I was going back and forth across the lake. My oh, knee yeah. blew out. I mean, it just it was like. It was like it was like a disaster, and then um, it sucked. And then you know, it sucks because like I could have just followed you. I could have just went up north with you. Like you said, hey, I'm going up north. I'm like, I, I, I don't know why I didn't just go and do what you did. I, I would, you know, who knows? I'm not, not saying I would have won, but I definitely would have done a lot better than what I did down in the south. Yeah, don't worry, it wasn't any much better up there. I mean, I don't know if you listen to Justin's, but I, uh, he was next to me once he got on the water, late as usual. Um, and uh the first one i caught i was on for 45 minutes on its bed and the second one i was on i was on there over an hour and a half just trying to catch one fish yeah yeah it wasn't as easy as it was the day before i think that's i think that's a lot though because like when i look at some of the tournaments that you won uh or placed well at like you won tisco this year uh you won the uh the fuzzy guppy, but you're, you're you're pretty committed to a spot or an idea or a plan. Like when you come up with a plan, it seems like you're really like. I mean, like here's the thing. Like I, when I was bed fishing down the south, I would uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I start panicking. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna move to the next fish, and then 10, 15 minutes, I start panicking, and I'm like, all right, I gotta come up with a new plan. That you know, and the next day, no, I don't have a plan because you know, like I was just supposed to fish that area. You know, like, yeah. like like you like last year when you did when you did the uh, the fuzzy guppies and you just stayed in the uh, you know that bay or that or uh, that fuzzy guppies and just fished that little uh, marina area. You stayed there all day. It was good for you, but you weren't going anywhere. Like you'll catch one fish an hour or whatever it was. But you know, I, I, I you decided you were leaving that a couple times. Yeah. You know, I got my I, my goal was there at fuzzy guppies last year to get a limit and then go out and search for bigger. But I got a limit. I kept getting more and more and more. I was like, well, I might as well just stay here because they're keep reloading in here. Um, that's one thing I've been trying to get better at. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have the same issues that you did and I did in the past. You got to get a plan and just stick with it. Yeah. Then, uh, the, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're going to be uh, like, oh, man, if I just stayed there, I might have caught a couple well, more. That's I, I did that. T- I did that today. I had that bracket thing with the uh, the paddle and fin guys, and you know I won today. Uh, but one of the things I made myself do was like I, I'm gonna stay. Uh, I went to Toad Harbor today. 
Um, and, and I picked this area, you know, to the uh, to the north of Toad Harbor where all the, the laydowns and the brush and all that stuff is and the grass. And I just said, I'm going to stay here and we'll fish this area for the four hours of the tournament last, and I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to stay here. And, like, I didn't catch fish right away, but eventually, I, you know, I started, I caught one, you know, like 40 minutes, and another 30 minutes, I caught a second one. But then, then I started realizing where they were, like, what was going on. And then I started catching them back to back. And I caught, like, 10 fish today in this four-hour tournament and won it because for the first time, like, in a tournament setting, I was I was patient, and, and I, I stuck with the plan. And, I, you know, when things didn't go right away, I didn't just, like, leave and, like, go all the way somewhere else. Like, I stayed there because the, the fish <coughs> are there. It's, it's you know, well, they might not be there, but you can't just leave it because you're not it, – it's not going well for you right away. Like, you got to work the problem out. Cause, I mean, like, like I said, like, yeah. if I were just left after, like, 20 minutes of – of not catching anything or getting a bite, then who knows? I probably wouldn't even got a limit. I probably wouldn't, you know, I probably don't like what I do with most of my terms. I'll catch like one or two good ones and then spend like the, the next six hours like panicking going across the lake and, and wearing myself out and, and not getting anywhere. I mean, like, a good example, when, when you fished, uh, you didn't win, but when, you, when we did the uh, little little soda spay last year, like, like you just yeah. said, and you, you flipped for like six hours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah. you you place well, but I mean, like it's just like I feel like that's like my like that's like my weakness is not being like not working it <laughs> out and and just running away. Cause that, that that day I went all up and down that lake. Yeah, um, I know you remember back and forth. I kept watching. Yeah. It. Oh, here he comes again. Maybe he'll stick around. Nope. There he goes. <laughs> no. But, oh, yeah, yeah, just, I'm, well, I'm not, the the time you take paddling or paddling to a different spot, that time you could be catching a fish and. If you know that they're there, you saw them a couple of days or a day before, then not like they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, how do you decide? You know, we, we fished together multiple times, but like, what are you really looking for? Like in a tournament, when you're in a tournament, like, what do you really want to find? Uh, that you know, that catches your eye, that you want, that you really want to fish on tournament day. Like, you know, we know we know guys who go offshore. We know guys who fish the grass. Uh, we know guys. We know people who just just suck and don't fish anything. I mean, we just. It could be, you know, what is your, like, what do you really, what's your strength going to these tournaments? Uh, me, I'm more of a grass guy now. You kind of turned me into a grass guy. I played around with a little bit of the offshore, but to me, it's just not, um, it's efficient. Like, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable wasting time trying to find fish. I want to go to an area that, you know, I can look and be like, okay, this is this is a good spot for fish. I'm not, I don't know. I, I, to me, offshore is something that I'll do in my own personal time, but come tournament day, it just isn't isn't that efficient for me. I don't have enough confidence to go out there and 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 spend time trying to find fish. Um, you know, hoping that I find a bunch of them. But you know, in the grass, I feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on the time of year. For one, uh, like Atisco was spawning season. I was going for the smallies. I was looking for rocks. You know, Atisco was pretty much a bowl, was straight down from the shore and. It was all rocks, so that's where I was. Uh, summertime, you find me in the sloppiest, nastiest crap on the lake there is. I'll be way in the back throwing a frog all day. Um, yeah, it's, that's crazy because like, even with a frog, like I just started, like you, you kind of show me how to really fish a frog this year. But even then, it's just like the hookup ratio that is like horrible for me. It's just like, do I really want to waste time or not waste time? But you know, I, I know. I, for things that I know that I'm good at, that I know that are going to be uh, productive. Like, I don't want to miss a fish or a frog, um, you know, because for one, it's, it's demoralizing or it, it you know, it makes it, it, it could set the tone for the day for me because, you know, it, 
I want to catch the fish. I feel like I need to catch the fish when I just don't have a good hookup ratio. You know, that's, that's one of the reasons I don't really go with the frog. Well, I've never really fished the frog that much. Yeah, like when we went to Axe Creek, that they, uh, you know, I told you, wait and watch the blow up, and wherever the blow up is, they're not going to move from there. Just cast right on it, and you'll get it. And you caught that one. I did. It wasn't I, big, I, but I mean, like I, last we did the tournament here, and we were both in uh, Beville, and I was fishing. I don't know, it was probably two inch, three inch thick, nasty mat, and. I could have won the tournament three times if I would have caught all the fish that were blowing up on my frog, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you take a chance. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, you can't beat a frog bite really. Right. Right. I mean, I, I know I, I told you the other day when I caught all those big fish, I was, uh, I was playing with a frog cause where I was at, they was cut, the grass was thick. And it was just, it was, it looked like a place to get a frog. And I hooked into like one of the biggest fish I've ever hooked into you know, doing the stuff that you told me to do, and, like, I see the power of the frog. I just don't know if I could – I don't know if I'm patient enough to, like, to actually do that during a tournament setting because everything's so, like, time-oriented. I mean, I, I guess, like, if you've been doing it long enough and you're, and you're and you feel efficient, but to me it's still just, like, I know it produces big fish, but I also know that the hookup ratio isn't as efficient as, like, some of the other techniques that I use. Yeah, I mean, I just – personally, I hate – I know that if you find the weeds and the grass, they're in there. But I hate fishing grass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's every cast is taking weeds off your hooks, and it, that just frustrates the crap out of me. I'd rather fish a frog on top, shallow, warm water, and, uh, you know, if I see them, I'm likely going to get them. Right. Yeah, you're so patient. Like, I... You, you'll, you'll sit there and do something and, and catch only three or whatever our limit, like catch three fish in a seven, eight hour time period, which is which takes <laughs> a lot of patience. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just when I watch, when I, when I, when I hear the way you fish or I see the way you fish, I'm like, it's slow. It's, it can be boring. It can be, if it was me, it'd be frustrating oh, yeah. because if you look at the, the standings and you see everyone else, cause you know, like some of those guys, like they'll catch a limit, like at Otisco, I think it was Dan Robson, he like he had a limit or whatever in like the first hour, you know, a pretty decent yeah, limit. I uh, saw that. But then I checked, then I checked, I checked you, you know, and you were only, you were only like an 18 inch fish or something like that. And but then, you know, a few hours later, you're leading the thing. And then, and I just watch you upgrade, upgrade, or what? Or not, maybe not upgrade, but maybe you, you found. I mean, you were leading like the rest, of the second half of the day, uh, pretty strongly. Um, yeah. But you like, caught. I told you. If I see them, I'm going to catch them. And uh, the only reason I had to upgrade, because I knew where the fish were that I needed to win. I knew exactly where they were. And I knew, I think I knew everybody that was fishing that bank, and they weren't doing what I was doing, so I felt pretty comfortable. So I would let them go float through, do what they were doing, and I'd come in, and, you know, there'd be a spot. There was one spot, there was a rock pile in the water and uh, next to a cliff, and there were three there's three bass within 10 feet of each other. And I caught the first one. It was, uh, I think it was like an 18 or 17 and three quarter. And then I was working on this other one. It took me uh, probably an hour and a half to get it. Eventually I came back twice during the day to get it. Oh, okay. But so it wasn't biting. So there were, I knew there was a smaller one there. So I casted that one and that one bit on the third hit. It was only 15 incher. So I just uploaded those smaller ones just to get something on the board then. And I was 
I was bouncing back and forth between the ones I wanted to catch. But, you know, I just put those, <laughs> I think it sounds cocky, but I just put those other ones up there just to get a limit. Yeah. In case I didn't catch the other ones I wanted. Right. Now, when you're fishing, when you're bed fishing like that, are you, you know, when you're spending like an hour, hour and a half on, a, on one fish, like how many different presentations are you throwing at them? Uh, different baits. What, what are you What are you doing? Because when I was out there the day before, you just caught them. Like it just seemed like you were catching them easy. Like I was like, "Hey, try to catch this one, Josh." And I would throw it like twelve or twenty times, and you would throw it twice. You'd be like, "Oh, I got it." Like a, a real dick move for the most part. Oh, uh, the total one eighty overnight. Because yeah. uh, I actually found a couple of them that were on garden fry. So I think that Friday night they hatched and they just switched, switched right yeah. off. I really had to work out getting them mad there. No, I only threw one bait. And it was uh, there you go. I actually got. I had to buy more of the hooks. It's a uh, Berkeley uh, jig heads here, half ounce with a yeah. a uh, Z-Man diesel. It's like a greenish color, four-inch swim bait. And that's all I threw. I I chose the heavier because I wanted to get it down and on my spot and drag it through their beds and you know hit them with it. And make them mad and right. so they move it off their beds and eventually they'd get mad enough and bite it yeah well, how long have you been fishing uh beds like that because i remember you saying uh, you only learned it, like not too long ago yeah i just started messing around with it last year actually with a uh you know a drop shot and uh jigs or uh you know pretty much what you think would work but I mean, I caught a few, but I could never catch every one of them I wanted on a drop shot or a jig. I think this year I figured out, you know, if you if they get touched by the bait, they'll swing right around on it and grab it. And, I mean, you saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It was ridiculous. Uh, I, I should have just followed you and, and then use the same exact thing that you're using i mean it's bro code if i ask for it, you kind of have to give it to me um but uh yeah so what are you looking forward to for the rest of the season i know we got uh skinny atlas coming up which uh i'm gonna start going down there uh next week sometime in the midweek and uh but i've already talked to people it's a very clear lake uh crystal clear not a lot of grass uh, especially this time of year it's not gonna be very much at all it's a very, it's a, for, for right here right now, it's still cold lake. Um, are you going to be doing that, or, or you know, what are some of the things you're looking forward to right now? <clears throat> um, you know, I'm looking forward to Skinny Atlas because I don't think we've ever done that lake in a tournament, and I don't know a lot of people who have fished that lake for bass. I know I've been out there a few times on a boat, and, I mean, you can see 20 foot down and not see a bass, but never really fished for them there. Um, I'm excited about it because, uh, you know, there might be some big ones. And I did hear that it was running cold also, which if it is, when I get out there pre-fishing, um, I'm going to be looking to do the same things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully I didn't give away all my secrets. I can, hopefully I can find some new one. Uh, <laughs> well, I look to, uh, you know, I'm going to take my boat out there, explore some. First, I got to find the launches and to go as far as I can away from them where everybody else is going to go and check that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I 
probably my most I know you're probably more excited about it than I am, but uh, Oneida at the end of the year, that's going to be real good. It, well, see, like, the problem I have with Oneida is that it's, it's uh, like, today I had a, had a great day. That one day that me and you went out was freaking magical. Like, we just went out there, it's early in the season, and we were just catching fucking, like, 19 and a half, oh. uh, <laughs> just, you know, for for hours. And then, like, literally two weeks later, the cold front comes in, and I didn't, like, I, I caught me, like, five fish and, like, you know, for three weeks, you know, going out there like two, three times a week. And then, you know, now it's getting better. They're coming off the bed. I saw some fry today. So uh, it, it's getting close to being really good again. But I don't know, like, it just, everyone thinks that I know it very well. But I only know, like, two spots. And those spots don't go off. And, dude, I'm running around like my head cut off. I mean, it's a tough way to fish sometimes. Um, But, yeah, I am looking forward to September because if there is any lake that I, that I'm, that I could win on, it would be Oneida because you know I have figured out things there in the past, but that and um, what, what's the uh, I can't even say it. Kyuga, not Kyuga. Kyuka. It's I don't know. Kyuka, yeah, Kyuka. That's the one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I never got to fish that one. Uh, I think Honeyway is one of the other ones. I think I did that once when I first started. I don't remember it at all. Uh, what other one? Sodus Bay. Uh, is it Sodus Bay or Sodus this year? I think it's Sodus. It's Sodus. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not the one we fished uh, last year. Um, yeah, I remember that when I fished that one, and I totally got that one 100% wrong that time. <laughs> I didn't do good at all. <laughs> yeah. What do you what how, What do you think about the Finger Lakes? Because they're hard to, like to me. Like I, I struggle really hard on the, like I did okay at, K, at KU every now and then, but some of the other ones I don't really know how to because they're just like these bowls or uh, you know they're just shallow on the sides, deep in the middle, and the north and south then yeah. are usually the only good places to fish. Uh, so like it, it's KU is a little easier for me because it's 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 such a big one, so it's got tons of areas and like it's it's not as complicated as like say like Canada Ice and uh, the other one that we did last year where it's just like. You got just small patches of the, on the north and south side or south end, and the rest is just you know these shallow edges, deep lakes, no docks, um, you know oh, things like yeah. that. So I always kind of struggle on the Finger Lakes. Yeah, the way I go into it, I mean, it's hard in the spring because there really is no vegetation. You really got to find the structure if there's any. I mean, what was it? The last one we did there, uh, Canisius. I hate that. Uh, Canisius, I, yeah, Canisius. I sh- couldn't find any grass. That was the biggest letdown ever. <laughs> Nothing on docks. It's just all sand and water. And I couldn't find them there. But, yeah, you got to, especially coming up in these summer months, you know, you find the structure. If my my uh, stepfather told me, oh, there's a gray fox in my yard. I don't know if you can see him back there. Uh, make sure he's got rabies. See him? Uh, yeah, I do see him. Holy shit. Yeah, oh, the he's neighbor, just cruising, dude. Yeah, the neighbor behind me feeds him every night. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so uh, my father told me, you find the grass, you're going to find the bass. So if I'm having a hard day, I'm I'm going to be looking for that grass and Throwing something through there, shaky head or jig or something. That'd be my last ditch effort if I can't find structure, wood or docks or rocks. Right. 
Yeah. All right, man. Well, look, it's uh, Sunday night. I know you got to work in the morning. So, um, is there anything else that, uh, like, as far as uh, the rest of the season that you're looking forward to? Uh, I know Oneida was on your list. Uh, are you looking at trying to qualify? Well, you already qualified for the national championship. Is that something you're thinking about this year? Are you thinking about doing any other traveling? Are you going to go to Lake George with me and fish that in August or East West Harbor in Ohio? Uh, next late next month, or some of the things that you think about right now. Um, actually, your wife was just talking about the nationals last year, and might think about doing it again this coming up in the spring. Um, I was just asking. I actually just messaged where where it was next year, and I guess it's in Louisiana again. So, always wanted to go there and try that out. Um, <laughs> make that happen. Um. You know, Lake George might be a possibility. I've never been up there. I don't know. We'll have to see. Depending on the wife's schedule. And... Right. We got kids and shit now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, two kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, just looking forward to getting out there and fishing more with, you know, in the Booyah pad crashers. Well, I got more of them it's the other day. Coming. It's coming. Yeah, you know, I was. All right, bro, man, I appreciate. Ox Creek there on before on my boat and before I went with you, and I was catching them on there, you know, like a month ago. So. Well, it's starting to become that time. Even Oneida is starting to show areas where it's coming in, where it's going. It's about time to start throwing frogs. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get better at the frog this year. Like obviously, I saw you know the potential the other day when I caught that that fatty but lost it at the boat, but uh. I mean, it's it's coming. The season's right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. All right, Bob. Well, I appreciate you coming to the show, man. I know you got to work in the morning. You got like a real job, uh, not like me. Uh, but uh, let's get together soon. We'll do some fishing. Uh, and yeah, next definitely. week, I got the whole week off. It's uh, my birthday weekend uh, next week, and I got the whole week off. I'll be fishing like every day. So uh, hit me up and let's uh, let's get in the water. Yeah, we'll have to go to Skinny Atlas sometime next week. Yeah, midweek, I'm thinking. Yeah, let me know. All right, bro. I appreciate you coming on. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks. See ya.